Welcome to the Theo Soul Podcast, where theology meets sociology, along with a little bit of soul. I'm your host, Chad Cooper. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Sunday School Sundays. This is when we set aside some time for Christian education. We'll go over a Bible lesson that includes scripture verses, uh, introduction and background of the lesson setting, Then our exposition will do a verse-by-verse breakdown of the verses. Then we will end as we will conclude with a summary as well as some life application and words to live by as something to take away from our Bible lesson. Today's Bible lesson is entitled Abiding Love. And our topic is the love connection. We will go over the gospel according to John chapter number 15 verses 4 through 11. And that is also our background scripture. As we said from previous podcast episodes, our current teaching series for this fall deals with the theme of love. It deals with the command that God has for us that we are commanded to love one another as God loves us. We are in the midst of our teaching series for these 13 weeks during the fall months of September, October, and November. Week number 10, as we said before, abiding love or the love connection. It falls under the November theme of godly love among believers. Last week, we dealt with the 13th chapter of the gospel according to John as we talked about loving by serving or an upside down love where Jesus was in the upper room and he demonstrated love by serving the master was serving his disciples and wiping their feet and that was an illustration that Jesus is telling them that they should exhibit servant leadership our main thought or our key verse a memory verse to take away from our current Bible lesson is the fifth verse of the gospel according to John chapter number 15 We'll read it from the King James Version as well as the English Standard Version. Here's the KJV. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Here's the ESV. It says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Our lesson setting takes place around the year AD 27, and it is at Jerusalem in the upper room. As we said earlier, this chapter. John chapter number 15 is situated 
in the middle of what is known as the upper room discourse. Jesus is talking to his fellow disciples in chapters 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. This is a unique passage of scriptures that is not found in the gospel according to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. While the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, Matthew, Mark and Luke, give details concerning Jesus sending two disciples into the city to look for a man bearing a pitcher of water and telling them to go and prepare the upper room that Jesus and his disciples may observe the Passover, one of the Jewish fellowships and one of the Jewish festival holidays. Here, John specifically keys in on what takes place in the upper room. John is the writer. And of course, last week, as we said, once they uh, got to the upper room, that Jesus is the host. However, he fulfilled the role of a servant or a common slave by washing the disciples' feet. And that day, there were not many paved roads in that area of Palestine. And most people wore sandals. So one of the common jobs of a, to show hospitality to someone that came into your home was to wash someone's dirty feet. So Jesus led by example and served. Here we see a further introduction to our lesson as we go a little further into the upper room discourse. The value of love can be measured by the strength of its bonding power. Have you ever examined the connections you have with others and wondered how strong they really are? How supportive are they to you? How supportive are you to them? Both who we are connected with and how strong those connections are determine the kind of fruit we ultimately will bear. God has purposed all of us to produce fruit for the kingdom if we stay connected. This is what Jesus was stressing in today's lesson to his disciples. According to Jesus, the key to surviving the turbulence that would begin upon his departure was to stay connected to both him and each other. Because vineyards were common then, he used the analogy of the vine, Jesus being the true vine and the disciples his branches. With this, he began his discourse to emphasize the need for them to stay connected. As we said before, part of this upper room discourse, if you look back to the end of John chapter number 14 at verse 31, it said, 
at the very end arise let us go hence as Jesus is now walking with his disciples as they're making their way to the garden of Gethsemane that in that time of the year that the vineyards were at bud Jesus being the master teacher he uses a common illustration that his disciples would understand the analogy of a grapevine and we're going to break down these verses as Jesus is trying to get them to understand the importance of staying connected to Christ as well as staying connected to each other as he's preparing the disciples for his departure so as we look at chapter 15 we think about in this pandemic that we're going through through the coronavirus we think about staying connected staying connected to each other is important for people a local church rented a theater to have a special viewing of a movie at the start of a new Bible study series. They notified their members through email, text, and Facebook. The event was a huge success. However, when they got to Sunday morning worship, they discovered several of the older members were upset. No one told them about the event. These older members were not connected to Facebook, text, and email, so they were left out of the reminder notices sent out. If we are fair, we must admit social media has several positive benefits as a connection tool. Plenty of studies show that when people are connected to family and friends in a positive way, they live healthier and longer. Older seniors prefer more, not fewer, visits from family and church members. How can those who are sick, disabled, or incarcerated stay connected with the church? Can social media be used to connect all groups of people? That's just something to think about. Verses 4 through 17, we will break them down as we look at Section 1, connected to the vine, verses 4 through 8. Section 2, connected to one another, verses 9 through 13. And then finally, from servant to servant friend, verses 14 through 17. Let us discuss. Section 1, Connected to the Vine. Let's read verses 4 through 8 of John chapter number 15. From the King James Version, as well as the English Standard Version. Here's the KJV. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. 
He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abideth not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Finally, verse 8. Herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Here's the English Standard Version. Verses 4 through 8. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Connected to the vine. To stress the importance of his disciples' relationship with him, Jesus employed the use of metaphor by incorporating the natural orientation between the vine and its branches. Quoting verse 4, Abide in me as I in you, end quote. The key word in these next few verses and indeed in the entire passage is translated as abide A-B-I-D-E in both the KJV and the new revised standard version in RSV or remain in the NIV or the new international version in the original language of the text in the Greek the word abide is meno or meno, M-E-N-O. In the Greek, original Greek language, it means, quote, to remain or abide, end quote. The sense of the word is to continue a certain state, condition, or activity. This is a quote from the Theological Dictionary of the New Testament. John seeks to express the immutability and inviolability of the relation of eminence, end quote. John uses the Greek word meno, as we said, for abide, to demonstrate both the closeness of God to the believers through the indwelling of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and the believers dwelling within the word of Christ. 
The contingency of believers ultimately is expressed in one's ability to stay true to the teachings and spirit of Jesus. To remain in him is to not only live within orthodox praxis, but to believe and behave as if one has his or her life, breath, and being within God. Jesus instructed the disciples to remain in him as the branch abides in its own vine. Referencing his earlier proclamation of being the true vine in verse 1, Jesus furthered his metaphor by implying the disciples were branches that needed to remain in him, the vine. Just as a branch that's not connected to the vine cannot bear fruit. Without Jesus, the disciples could do nothing. A branch is not a self-contained entity, and neither is a disciple. Separated and deprived of the supply of nourishment, both eventually will die. Fruit-bearing for the disciple is totally dependent on a direct connection to Jesus. The fruit disciples are expected to bear is contingent on their utter dependence in relation to Jesus. Fruit comes through that entire relationship and encompasses everything that comes forth from that relationship. Therefore, fruit may mean a great many things as long as it is consistent with the word of Jesus. It can be recruitment and development of new disciples, personal behavioral changes, or a continued commitment to good works that bring glory to the Father. Failure to produce fruit, according to Jesus, brings about severe consequences. Quoting verse 6, Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. End quote from the New Revised Standard Version. Jesus knew allowing the branches that don't produce fruit to remain on the vine compromises the distribution of nourishment for the branches that are producing. Dried up branches on a vine producing tree sends conflicting messages as to the integrity of the fruit produced by the tree. The branches that are cut off eventually are gathered and thrown into the fire. Through this metaphor, Jesus forcefully endorsed the need for his disciples to remember their source of strength so as to prevent losing their usefulness to the vine dresser the father in contrast to the consequences of not abiding in the vine Jesus furthered his argument with a conditional promise he said this is quoting verse 7 if you abide in me in my words in you ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you end quote that was from the NRSV version in this Jesus revealed how his disciples are expected to abide in him through his words and prayer. The more they reflect on the lessons 
from experiences with and demonstrations of Jesus's love. What God wants for them will be what they desire. Abiding through prayer is reiterative in that as one acts because of one's connection to Jesus through his words, one only acts for that which is his will. The more one abides through prayer, coming close to him, the less one desires that which may be selfish and desires only what would have her or him to desire. In verse 8, Jesus presented three overall objectives for his disciples to consider. Staying connected to Jesus guarantees they will bear much fruit and their faithfulness and their fruitfulness, I'm sorry, confirms their spiritual status of being Jesus's disciples. But more important, by staying connected to Jesus and producing fruit, the father is glorified only through connection to Jesus. Can the father be glorified? The actions of disciples do not bring glory to the father by themselves. Rather, it is through the connection to Jesus that the father is glorified as the father is glorified by the son. And that was section one as we broke down verses four through eight, talking about connected to divine. Section number two is entitled Connected to One Another. Let's read verses 9 through 13. From the KJV, it says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Here's the ESV, verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Finally, verse 13, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Discussing section two, entitled Connected to One Another. The theme of abiding in Jesus 
is continued in verse 9, but with a stronger appeal by first enunciating the depth of his love and how it flows from God to him, to the disciples. Quoting verse 9 from the NRSV, quote, as the father has loved me, so I have loved you, end quote. Accepting this truth presented a theological challenge, however. To embrace Jesus' idea of God as Father, when traditionally God was revered as the one who transcended all human relationships, would have been a difficult con concept to consider. God is too holy to be associated with a domesticated context. In fact, just the mention of his name was considered taboo for the observant Jew. It came to be seen as imbued with spiritual force, so they prohibited the pronunciation of it. The orientation between himself and God the Father and Son created the perception that God is both accessible and relatable by abiding in his love, Jesus promised the disciples the same love that binds him to the Father would bind them to him. Jesus told them how to abide in him. Quoting verse 10 from the NRSV, quote, keep my commandments, end quote. Ironically, in chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus implied that loving him is how the disciples were to keep his commandments. But in this text, the order is reversed. Keeping his commandments first will result in abiding in Jesus's love. Here's a quote from the New American Commentary. Open quote. The only natural conclusion from these virtually reversible statements, therefore, is that they are so interrelated and inseparable that one cannot exist without the other. Close quote. To love Jesus is to follow his commandments, and to follow his commandments is to love Jesus. In verse 11, Jesus offered another benefit for those disciples who abide in his love through following his commandments. He said, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. That was a quote from verse 11 of the NRSV. This is a joy the world cannot give or take away. Jesus offered the, this promise as an encouragement for the disciples upon his departure from them. If they remained in his love, even in his absence, his love would remain in them. The joy disciples experience is related to fulfillment. Their joy can be complete in the realization of Jesus and the fulfillment of his mission and time. Their joy is directly related to his glorification. 
following his words and commands further increases his glory and therefore the glory of the father disciples take joy in the glory of the father and the son all the commands Jesus gave to his disciples to this point are encapsulated into one core directive quoting verse 13 of the NRSV love one another as I have love you end quote this new command is a restatement of the quote new command Jesus presented in chapter 13 verses 34 through 35 as the mark of authentic discipleship the strategy of Jesus' discourse is disclosed in this verse his admonishment to the disciples to remain in his love was what would enable them to sincerely abide in love with one another to emphasize the measure of love he had for them Jesus explained quoting verse 13 quote no one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends close quote as a forecast for what was to come Jesus described the disciples as friends for whom he would demonstrate his love through offering himself as the ultimate sacrifice this ultimate sacrifice is his glorification his glorification is born of love he desires his disciples to experience and participate in as he loves them they are to love each other as the father loves the son the son loves the disciples disciples therefore are to love each other the son and the father perfecting the bond of love a love that may require sacrifice section 3 will deal with verses 14 through 17 as we talk about from servant to servant friend let's read and discuss from the KJV it says 14 ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you henceforth I call you not servants for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my father I have made known unto you ye have not chosen me but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the father in my name he may give it you finally verse 17 these things I command you that ye love one another from the ESV it says you are my friends if you do what I command you no longer do I call you servants for the servant does not know what his master is doing but I have called you friends for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask 
the Father in my name. He may give it to you. These things I command you that you love that you I'm sorry will love one another. From servant to servant friend. The relationship status between Jesus and the disciples was upgraded when he referred to them as his friends. However, their friendship status was conditional. They would only remain friends with Jesus if they did whatever he commanded them to do, suggesting that friendship with him is negotiated through the faithfulness of his followers. Their upgrade to friend also changed their status of importance. When Jesus said, when Jesus said he no longer called them servants in verse 15, this was not to suggest they were absolved from serving, but that their faithfulness evolved into a servant friend status. This idea of being a servant hyphen friend of Jesus is distinguished by divine insight. A servant does not know what his master is doing. A servant is expected to obey even though the master doesn't explain the reason for any given command. A servant or slave, in the original Greek language, the word in this verse is doulos, D-O-U-L-O-S, or slave. Doulos, or slave, is simply to be the extension of the will of his or her master. A servant has no mind of of his or her own and follows without question or knowledge. A servant hyphen friend of Jesus is viewed in a completely different light. A servant friend is an object of divine revelation and is given access to all things from the father made known through his or her relationship with Jesus. A relationship based on knowing and accepting his divine purpose. Though they were now servant friends of Jesus, he reminded the disciples, quoting verse 16, open quote, you did not choose me, but I chose you, close quote. Just as a branch cannot choose its vine, those who would be servant hyphen friends of Jesus must be chosen by Jesus and appointed so they can go and bear fruit. The divine insight that has been made known to them by Jesus now obligates them to be fruit bearers for Jesus. They are not left without a resource, however. Jesus assured that whatever his servant friends ask from the Father in his name will be provided for them again a reference to verse 16 Jesus concluded this section of his sermon with the reassertion to his now servant friends to love one another a reference to verse 17 Jesus restated this command from chapter 15 verse 12 to reinforce what mattered most among them true discipleship 
is defined and measured by their love for one another. As we conclude our Bible lesson, let's summarize the important points and then let's try to apply some life application to our daily lives from our lesson. And we're in with a social media hashtag for further discussion on different platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Love is the hallmark of the Christian life. God is love. See the reference to 1 John chapter 4 verses 7 through 10. And Jesus commands us to love one another. Loving means staying connected to Jesus. Jesus taught that if we stay with him, we are assured of powerful productivity. The evasion of separation and punishment by eternal flames. The comfort of his eternal friendship and the provision of life-sustaining prayer. Truly, the secret to success is in staying connected to Christ. He and he alone can give us what our souls long for, significance and meaningful connection with others. No stronger force than love is in this world. In addition to making us feel more complete, love, when harnessed properly, can fuel ambitions, heal deficiencies, and define purpose. This, however, is contingent upon how well we develop and keep a connection with God and in God. Since God is love, he is the source of love and all of its expressions. Our intimate connection with God directly exposes us to the light and power of this love in that we become slaves to its influence. It is of the utmost importance for us to remain in him so we can properly love those around us. When we keep this in mind, we're able to better love those whom God has placed in our lives. Our love for them stems from our love for God. Acceptance of God's love is what completes us and makes us be the men and women he has made and called us to be in fullness. Our social media hashtag trending topic is hashtag love connection. Love connection was a game show back in the day. Jesus wants us to hook into him more than romance. How can we stay connected to Jesus? Share your views 
and tag us at CJ Cooper 929 on Instagram and Twitter and Chad Cooper on Facebook and use use the hashtag the old soul podcast as well as the hashtag Sunday School Sundays as we talk about hashtag love connection before we leave you let's look at the DDR that will give us something for our souls to feast on as we prepare for another Bible lesson here they are Monday example of faith and obedience 1st Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 1 through 10 Tuesday then darkness now light Ephesians chapter 5 verses 8 through 16 Wednesday live by the light John chapter 3 verses 16 through 21 Thursday children of God love one another 1st John chapter 2 verse 28 through chapter 3 verse 10 Friday walking faithfully in the truth 3rd John verses 1 through 4 Saturday imitate what is good not evil 3rd John verses 9 through 12 Sunday believe Jesus Christ love one another 1st John chapter 3 verses 11 through 24 as we said earlier if you would like to continue the discussion please feel free to connect with us via different platforms on Facebook you can look me up Chad Cooper on Instagram and Twitter you can look us up at CJ Cooper 929 remember today's trending hashtag is hashtag love connection let's discuss the lesson if one would love to uh, donate to the deal soul podcast you can do so via cash app just look us up dollar sign cj cooper 22 this has been another episode of the theo soul podcast the sunday school sunday episode we hope you enjoyed the bible lesson and that you take something away from it as we continue our fall teaching series on love god commands us to love one another as he loves us have a blessed day See you later. Goodbye.